0: Hi there coaches, Brian Blackburn here again with the Pound the Rock podcast. As always, we want to thank our sponsors through HardwoodTexas.com, Huddle, Waterboy Graphics, Diamond J Metalworks, Tumbleweed Textiles, Jeremy Thomas Agency through Allstate, as well as Modern Woodman Financial, and Landon Landry. Today we have Coach Eric Schilling from Nazareth High School. Coach Schilling has been the head girls basketball coach at Naz for the past eight years, finishing this this year with another state championship, That would make five out of the last six years. So, Coach Schilling, thanks for being with us today.
1: Hey, thanks, Coach. I'm uh, glad to be here, and and I appreciate you having me on.
0: Well, we've we've seen your teams at since we're out here in West Texas. We've seen your teams uh, play, and and uh, your, your girls teams have played our girls teams in tournaments and things like that. So uh, it's great to to get to talk to you and have you. You know, I would say that you're one of the most successful uh, girls basketball coaches out there, and so we're we're excited to learn from you and, and hear about your program. So why don't you uh, briefly talk about your coaching tree and how you became the girls basketball coach there at Nass. All right. Um,
1: you know, as far as my coaching tree, uh, I guess you could say, not, I mean, I've been, I feel like I've been very lucky just to, to say that I've worked under the guys that I have, uh, you know, even starting now in high school, uh, you know, I played for Mike Scarborough uh, all through junior high and high school. Um, and a lot of what I do uh, comes from, from him and, and, and what we did back then. But, uh, you know he's a he's a great teacher, uh, especially of the of the fundamentals of basketball. He's a he's a great disciplinarian. You know, and uh, you know, as far as holding your 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 kids and your team accountable, uh, you know I, I just learned so much from him. And you know under him, uh, you know we had a, a, a pretty special group, I would say, uh, talented group that we we played together a lot, even growing up. You know, starting back in second third grade, but uh you know we were we were fortunate to to make state. i guess my sophomore junior senior year and we won we won it my my junior and senior year so uh so a lot of what we do comes from him and you know i just i still got a great relationship with him and and you know still continue to learn from him but uh you know so that's who i played for in high school and then uh While I was finishing up college, I actually uh, was an assistant here at Nazareth. Uh, They were short coaches, and uh, I worked under uh, Zach Boxel for a year, and uh, I didn't learn anything from him. Uh, (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Uh, No, he he does a great job as well, obviously, has had a ton of success. Um, You know, so just being able to work a year under him uh, helped me a lot as well. And then my first job was at Panhandle. Uh, I was on the boys' side there. uh, some great coaches there but i, I worked under uh, Corey lynch there and you know to me I, I think coach lynch is is one of the most underestimated uh under recognized uh, basketball coaches out there i mean he has a, a a great mind for the game his guys always play extremely hard and uh, you know i always call him the he's, the he's an offensive guru i mean anytime i need a quick hitter or or something against the zone, i mean he's he's full of of, of that information. So, uh, again, a lot of what we do, what, what you see us do, especially, uh, you know, his own stuff uh, comes from him. Mm-hmm. You know, just, uh, but I've just been extremely fortunate to uh, to work under those guys. And and, and I'll even throw in the voice coaches that I've got to work with here, uh, Nathan, Brandon, Taylor Schulte, uh, you know, great guys to bounce ideas off of and, and learn from. And uh, so I, as far as that goes, I, I feel like I've been uh, just extremely lucky uh, to be with the guys that I've been with, and, and to be where I'm at, um, so so yeah. Just uh, uh, you know, whenever I look at those names, I, I consider myself very lucky, uh, you know, to to be here. But you know, as, as far as uh, how I became the coach here at Nazareth, uh, you know, to, to me it's a pretty neat story. Um, you know, whenever the job opened up, uh, whatever year that was in, in uh, 2011 or. or uh, I, I, I kind of had that itch at that time to, to start looking for a head coaching job. I never really thought of girls, honestly, mm-hmm. because uh, I, you know, done nothing but work with boys. And uh, the job opened up here, and there was actually a parent here that that reached out to me, you know, about coming here, and I never even thought about it up until that point. And but right away I was like, no, man, there's no way, <laughs> it's just not. Uh, you know I don't know if it's going back home or coaching girls or or what but just it wasn't anywhere near my radar and I just you know right away I was like no there's no way and uh, so they go through the process here and they actually offer it to somebody and they accept it and they ended up turning it back down and uh, that same parent reached out to me and for whatever reason you know it, I, I think I told her no again but <laughs> uh, you know, for whatever reason, I started thinking about it more, and and uh, you know, I kind of talked to my wife about it, and she was not very thrilled about it. You know, we're both <laughs> from Nazareth, and you hear horror stories about going back to your hometown, and you know, and and we just you know, she, you know, she just wasn't interested in, in being a part of that just yet. And uh, I talked to some other coaches, and and they uh, they didn't really push me into it either you know it was it was just one of those deals where uh you know I couldn't find any negative about it I I had a lot of confidence coming in and going for it and it was something that I you know kind of talked myself into and felt like I could do it and uh you know even against my wife's will I still I still applied for it and, and uh you know came and interviewed and interviewed with you know on a, against a committee where it was people that I've known my whole life so that was uh, definitely a different interview but right uh you know, once it was all said and done, they ended up offering it to me, and and I gladly took it, and it's it's been it's been awesome. I mean, it's just been so great for for me, obviously, uh, professionally, but for my family more than anything. Uh, being able to bring my family here, and uh, like I said, my wife is from here as well, so both of our our parents are here, so our our kids get to be raised in the in the school that we grew up in, in the community we grew up in, and have our family all right here. And it's just been it's been great, you know. It, you know, aside from the winning, um, it's just been so. It's been you know just a, a perfect situation for my family, and, yeah. and you know that's what I'm uh, more grateful for than than anything.
0: That's great. Well, <clears throat> with with all the success that you've had and the things that you've done with your teams. What has changed maybe from year one to now in regards to your philosophy of coaching? What what has changed? What's different? And uh, even maybe looking back at the boys' side, uh, you know, what it, what is what is a, a big difference or some big differences between coaching boys and girls? And then maybe some things that you implemented early on at NAS and then now maybe you don't do or you do more of. Kind of how how has that changed for you? Um, I
1: mean, I would say as far as my overall philosophy I don't I don't feel like it's changed. Um, you know, I've always uh, you know, I've always wanted my players, my team to be uh, very fundamentally sound, uh, both sides of the ball, um, you know, offensively. You know, we, we spend a lot of time doing boring stuff, dribble pass and shooting. I mean if you can't do any of that right, then it, it you can't really do you know, it doesn't matter what offense you run, if you can't if you can't do those three things, uh, you know, consistently and, and doing it right all the time, uh, you know, and that's just something that, uh, you know, that I've always stressed and and that the kids have bought into, and like I said, that hasn't really changed since I've I've gotten here, Uh, you know, and even defensively, you know, just being, uh, you know, everybody's expected to defend and, and, you know, knowing your strengths and weaknesses as a player and being able to put yourself in the right position, you know, that's kind of what we stressed. Uh, you know, as far as uh, what we want to do on the floor, and um, you know, we talk a lot about uh, you know knowing and accepting your role. You know, everybody has a job on on the team, and and you know, we spend a lot of time talking about that, and and you know, just being the best player, being the best teammate that they can be. You know, we don't we don't uh, we don't talk about you know winning the state championship, we talk about being the best team that we can be and knowing that that may put us in that position to, uh, to, to win the ball game. And, uh, you know, and that's, you know, we, we try to keep it very simple, you know, and try not to overload them and make them overthink, but, um, you know, and that's something that they've, that they really bought into as well, you know, just being smart basketball players and being able to take care of things themselves on the floor, uh, you know, because sometimes they may not hear me or maybe they may be in the middle of a play where they don't, you know, you can't rely on a coach telling you what to do, but they right. uh, you know, they're, they're, they're students of the game as well. And, you know, they just do a great job of putting themselves in a position to, to be successful. But, um, you know, like I said, I keep it pretty simple and I don't, uh, I don't feel like my philosophy has changed a whole lot, uh, from the time I came here, you know, but, um, you know, and, and you know, changing from coaching boys to girls, I, I never really felt uh, it was really that different. Um, you know, I uh, I feel like that you can you can coach them both the same as far as being hard on them and and, and whatnot. But uh, you know, and it's you know, and I'm not I don't consider myself you know just a you know get in your face, uh, <laughs> screamer or yeller. Or, you know, but uh, I've just always. You know, I, I try to have respect for the kids. Uh, you know, and, and just to, uh, to 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 coach them. You know, just in a way that they're going to respond. And uh, you know, some kids respond to yelling, some kids don't. But you know, I just feel like you know, as far as my my personality, you know, I'm I uh, I've always felt like uh, you know, you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to do that all the time to, to get their attention. And sometimes they uh, they. Be, they may uh, not respond to it as right. well, um, you know. But you know, as far as our kids go, they 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 want to be coached. So it's not like you have to grab their attention a whole lot. Yeah. You know? So uh, you know, I don't feel like that that, that was ever really uh, that that's really changed over time.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned it earlier. <clears throat> going back to your hometown, coaching. Gro- uh, you know, growing up in Nazareth now having your family and your kids uh, involved in that school, what are some of the challenges of, of a coach who maybe grew up in a town and then eventually maybe wants to go back and coach in that in that same environment? What, uh, what advice would you give them, positives, negatives, would you kind of have them look out for in regards to maybe wanting to go back to where they grew up and coach? All right.
1: Um, like I said, it, it, it's been so good here you know there really hasn't been i haven't really experienced any problems but uh, you know there's there's kids that i've you know i can remember when they were born right you know, just, you know i was i was in i was in high school or, or just out of high school at that time and i've known their 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 parents their families my whole life and you know there's even kids that i've coached players that i'm related to <laughs>
0: you
1: know kind of down the line but once you're out there once once i'm in that setting like i never that the, that idea never crosses my mind you know that that you know that I've got a you know maybe a family relationship with them or I've known their family my whole life and you know and have you know consider their parents really good friends of mine like I don't, that that idea just that never crosses my mind whenever I'm coaching their kid and so you know I, I treat them just as a kid that I you know maybe that I just met you know I just uh, you know none of that really affects how I how I treat them or, or how
0: I coach them yeah know. they still got to block out. That's <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and uh, you know it's just uh, you know as far as coming into this, you know that's something that I told myself is you know I'm 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 here to coach, I'm here to teach these kids and 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 uh, you know just just how to be successful, you know, and if you get caught up in, in anything like that that's going to distract you from that, then we're all going to be in a bind. But uh, you know they they this community has just done such a great job of uh you know taking us in and 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 allowing us to coach their kids and uh you know to to be hard whenever we need to but at the same time we're always going to love them and Mm -hmm. uh you know just do do what's best for them uh you know even if they may not at the time realize it but uh you know doing everything we can to get them to get as much out of them as we can as as athletes as basketball players and and hopefully they learn to be a better person because of it
0: yeah for sure for sure well now that you've you know, had this experience, uh, assistant coach, head coach, boy side, girl side. If you could uh, give yourself some advice as a as a as a younger self, what advice would you give your younger self about coaching?
1: Um, first thing, and it, and it may be be cliche, but I think mean, just be yourself.
0: You know, it's uh, <coughs> you know we you know as coaches, you know we're always students of the
1: game and, and learning from other coaches and. And, and whatnot. And, you know, coaches always handle themselves. They handle things differently. But, you know, you may watch, you know, you may watch Bob Knight. You know, and, you know obviously he is a great coach and you kind of see, you know, how he handles things differently. Well, I'm not, I'm not Bob Knight. So <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, definitely not going to throw a chair across the floor or anything right. like that. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think it's just, just being yourself as a coach. And, um, you know, because if you've, I feel like if you try to be something you're not, the kids are going to see through that, and you know they, they may. That's whenever they may question, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, what you really mean. You know what you're what you're really trying to teach if you can if they can see that you're being somebody you're not. You know, and I think it's just to to be yourself. That's whenever they're going to respect you, and and uh, you know then they're then they're more open to your coaching and and, and your teaching. And, yeah, you know that's that's the biggest thing. I think it's just be yourself. Don't try to be something that you're not because. Because they'll see through that. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing is just always, always be willing to learn. Um, you know, just uh, you know, we teach our kids never be satisfied with where you're at. You know, it doesn't matter even if you just want to play championship, You know, yeah, you want to celebrate it and, and you know, be glad that you that you got to experience that. But uh, you know, if that's the if that's the the, the high point of your of your life, then, then you're in trouble. No doubt. You know, that's, and you know, just always be willing to, always be willing to be better, no matter what you accomplished the day before. And I think as coaches, I think that's very important too. You know, I've, uh, you know, even even after winning a state championship, it always it always hits me about on the drive home from from San Antonio. Like I I start itching for, you know, wanting to do it again. <laughs> uh, you know, and just wanting to you know, to figure out what we can do, what I can do better to, uh, to give ourselves an opportunity to do that again. But I think that's the biggest thing. The, one of the biggest things too is just to, you know, always be, always be willing to learn and, and to grow more as a coach. Because if you, if you become complacent, then your, then your kids and your program will become complacent as well. I mean, you're not going up, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how high you are, you're not, you're not going, getting any higher. If you, if you, uh, you
0: know kind of get stuck in that rut yeah well that that kind of leads me to my next point how, what are some of the keys to sustained excellence in your program we mentioned skill development a little right. bit earlier and and you also mentioned how your your players want to be coached i'm sure that plays a role uh, so what okay. what are some of those keys to sustained excellence in your program uh, i mean whenever
1: i think of this program overall obviously it was it was very successful way before i got here yeah and you know we're talking you know going on you know 45 50 years uh you know that it's had that success and uh you know the 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 constant you know throughout all that is just this community you know and I, i i put so much uh i give so much credit to the community and it's just because you know because this is this uh you know this tradition has gone on for so long uh you know, I, I I see it in the way that the kids are raised. I mean, they're 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 raised, you know, from a very young age to uh, you know, it doesn't really have anything to do with basketball, uh, you know. But they're just they're raised the right way. They're not afraid to work. Uh, they've got that work ethic instilled in them, uh, you know. And then that that leads them to uh, to being you know hard workers in in the program and to be very coachable. And uh, you know, they're, you, you can you can push and you can push these kids all you want and you know, they're always going to respond to it and, and the community, the the parents are always going to be, they're ready to make sure that you're doing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, whenever you don't have to coach effort, uh, you know, and and discipline, there's a lot of other things that you can focus on, you know? So, uh, you know, I'd have to give the the most amount of credit to the, to the community and, and everybody that's, that's raised these kids. Um, you know, something else, I think, and this something we talk about a lot, is just, uh, you know, buying into the process.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you know, everybody's process. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, your process, you know, as far as being being a Swift Ed, it's, it starts even before you're in junior high. I mean mean, right. just pick up a basketball for the first time. And, uh, you know, everybody wants to, you know, everybody wants to be on varsity. Everybody wants to be a starter, but that's not really what it's all about. I mean, it's... uh you know, everybody's process happens at a different rate. Uh, you know, sometimes it happens, yours may happen quicker than others. And, you know, so for another one that your process just may not happen at the same speed as others, but it's just, you know, you've got to be able to buy in and accept that. And, uh, you know, it's the, you know, the the coaches, the players, the parents, community, everybody's involved with that. And, uh, you know, it just comes down to being being the best player, being the best teammate that you can be, and whenever whenever kids buy into that, uh, that's where the success really happens, and that's where everything really comes together. And uh, you know, just like I said, just being the best team that we can be is our is our main focus that we that we that we try to do. Um, something else I'd have to throw in there is just a just a tradition. I mean, uh, you know, obviously. There's, there's a lot of tradition here. Uh, you know, it's again, it's nothing I can, I can take credit for. It happened way before I was here, but you know, whenever you got little kids, uh, you know, you got little girls watching, uh, you know, your high school girls compete and have the success that they do. I mean, it it starts right then. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, they want, they grow up wanting to, to have that, to experience that same success and, Whenever you have that instill that in girls at such a young age, and they can see, you know, not just see, you know, the wins, the, the championships that they win, but to see how they do it. I mean, as a coach, I mean, what what more could you ask for? No doubt. Whenever you, uh, whenever they they have that at such a young age, and you know, I've got a I've got a daughter that's a that's a third grader, and you know, she sits on the bench with us, and so it's pretty pretty cool for me to to watch her. Uh, be a part of that you know and, and uh, you know it's uh, it's something I'm, I'm really looking forward to but it's something that like I said it's, it's gone on for years I mean, <laughs> they grew up watching it they, they always want to be a swift dad they, they learn the chance that they do before the game and and all that so it's uh, it, it, it's a pretty neat process it's something neat for me to, to witness
0: yeah and so it's it's kind of neat also that those expectations are you know the parents I'm sure some of your the moms on your uh, of the girls on your roster played basketball at Naz and then I'm Absolutely. sure some of their moms did so the girls grandmothers right. were on basketball teams <laughs> yeah and uh,
1: yeah it's a, it's a it's a long line of success it's a it's a unique very unique situation that we have here and, uh, and hopefully something we can we can keep going I always I, I'll give my my players a hard time but you know they're going to you're going to go off to college, you're going to marry somebody, you're going to move back to Nazareth, and that way I can coach your kids. That's
0: right. That's right. Uh, you know, we,
1: we, they got to do their job to keep it going even after they leave
0: here. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, thinking about spring basketball this time of year, late March early, through early May, uh, what What are your girls doing uh, for your program at this at this point of the school year, this point of the, of the year in regards to basketball, player development, things of that nature? Uh-huh.
1: You know we really we don't you know as soon as we get back as soon as the season's over with you know we we go straight into track and and tennis you know for the girls and yeah you know i I encourage them to to uh you know i want them participating in something uh you know one of those in the spring just to kind of well for one to uh you know we want to we want to be success be successful in everything that we do and uh, you know those are those are sports where if you commit yourself to it you can be good at it and uh, and I also know too that that's going to help them you know in their basketball career you know, mm-hmm. in the future as well uh, you know but I mean as far as basketball I mean, we don't we don't touch a ball till till those sports are over with Yeah. And, uh, you know I, I, I'm a big believer in uh, you know taking breaks at the right time as far as getting away from getting away from it a little bit you know because we go hard from you know as far as you know in school once first day of school you know we're you know during the period we're we're in the gym working you know and and so say that that goes you know into into march that's a long time i mean you know i think they they need that break away from the game uh you know once the season's over but it's also a chance for them to be successful in another in another sport and something to continue to uh you know something to keep them in in shape keep them active um you know, so the tennis and tracker are, are good for those and then you know, once those seasons are over, uh, you know, we'll we'll get in the gym during the period a little bit. Um, you know, it's just kinda kinda getting ready for for summer ball. But yeah. you know, getting getting used to the ball again and, and being uh, being able to, to go out and have a good summer. But you know, it's as far as uh, you know what we're doing basketball wise, it's, it's it's pretty light. Yeah. And uh, you know, once now once uh, those spring sports, if they're over early enough and we're still in school, you know, during the period, we'll still, we'll do stuff. But, uh, you know, and then the month of June, we try to, try to get uh, all of our team camps done. Uh, we try to play 25 to 30 games, mm-hmm. you know, with the varsity in, in that amount of time. And then we try to, ideally, I like to get that all done in June. Right. Then, you know, July, we do our strength and conditioning. Um, you know where they're where they're getting in the weight room, but you know even then they they still they still go to the gym throughout the summer on their own. You know so they uh, you know, they they do a good job of that and you know just just to get in there and shoot. I mean it's not it's not like they have to uh, even work up sweat, you know, sure. but just to you know that's their time to uh, to work on their shot and uh, you know they do a good job of that uh, buying into that you know throughout the month of July. You know and that'll that takes them right up into their cross-country season. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, uh, almost a year-long process. Right. Deal, but, uh, like I said, I understand the importance of having breaks in there where, you know, I don't want them touching a basketball at, at some points because, uh, you know, I, I, I know that you can, you can overdo it and I don't want anybody to get burnt out. Right. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's something that's, that's kind of helped us as we've kind of figured out, um, uh, you know when we need to take those breaks and, and how important they are for us as as far as our uh, our overall success. But at a small school, you want them, I want them involved in, in as much as they can. You know, because I want I want them to. I, I don't ever want to just be successful in basketball. You know, I want to be. I want them to have that, be able to win cross country and track and tennis and uh, whatever sports they're involved in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think at a small school, that's that's, that's very important.
0: For sure. Well it's interesting that you mentioned burnout because I was talking with Dwayne Gregory, the head boys coach at Mansfield Timberview yesterday and he you know, he sees that to the extreme where his guys are playing AAU as soon as their right. season's over and he talks about on Mondays, when they come to school on Mondays, they they do right. not touch a basketball. They are in the classroom and they're doing some sort of leadership development, some sort of character development to eliminate right. that you know to eliminate the burnout where guys are just at it the whole time and then he wants to keep it special and obviously basketball is special there at naz as well so that was a good really good thought and good point about you know getting your girls in, and you get some of that crossover sport you know where you're getting skill right. development and you're training different muscles and there's all kinds of statistics right. and scientific studies regarding multi-sport athletes and and uh-huh. you know that just kind of goes to show you that hey, if you if you're a competitor, you're gonna want to go compete in the track meet, and you're gonna want to go compete exactly. in those other sports as well. So, yeah, well, yeah. and it's
1: you know a lot of those sports, you know, for sure track. You know, not everybody there's not especially here. There's not a lot of girls that just love track, but right. they they understand the importance of it, and uh, you know that's that's what they buy into, and they understand how it's going to help them in the in the future.
0: Yep. For sure. Well, Coach Schilling, thanks for being with us today. Is there anything else, any other thoughts or insights that maybe we didn't get a chance to cover that you want to mention here as we, as we close it out today? No, uh, not that I know
1: of. <laughs> I, feel like we, I feel like we covered everything. So, But I, I, I enjoyed it, and I, I really appreciate you, uh, you you having me on.
0: Coaches, thank you again for tuning in to the Pound the Rock podcast. Tune in next time for more great content regarding planning, developing, and coaching the game that we love. As always, I would like to thank our sponsors and hardwoodtexas.com, allowing us to get our basketball fix 24-7, 365. Thank you again for listening, and make today a great day.